With Jesse Edwards in the transfer portal, the time is now for Adrian Autry and company to get out, find a center that can come in and be an impact player in year one. There's two main options at the forefront for Syracuse. They got to get out. They got to maintain these conversations that they have started, and they need to bring one to Central New York. Or this season that is upcoming and months away could be a disaster before it even starts. It's your Locked On Syracuse Thursday. Let's dive in. You are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, hello, and welcome into your Lockdown Syracuse Thursday. And thank you so much for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today. And every part of that being available podcast, I'm Owen Valentine. Today, we're talking about the aftermath of Jesse Edwards' departure. He is entering the transfer portal, searching for more NIL money. We're talking the aftermath of Syracuse and Adam Weitzman sort of having that divorce in terms of uh, the NIL relations, the money that is going towards Syracuse and Syracuse athletes coming to Central New York. And we are looking at a Syracuse basketball program and what they can do in the transfer portal to try and overcome those new obstacles as of the last, we'll say, 48 hours or so. Uh, that are arising for Adrian Autry in his first, well, now second month as head coach for Syracuse. Syracuse needs to get out and bring somebody in. I don't think anybody is denying that right now. With Jesse Edwards departing, you have a huge question mark at the center. And when we talked about it the other day, when our episode, when Jesse Edwards declared, we mentioned it. Monir Hima, Peter Carey, uh, William Patterson have potential but work far better as supplementary bigs, guys that are going to come in when your starter's in foul trouble, guys that are going to come in uh, when you're having an off night, guys that will come in for a rest, not necessarily guys that you want to be your 30-minute-per-game big man down low uh, in Syracuse. And that leaves a huge question mark for Syracuse and a huge hole that needs to be filled in some capacity. You can moneyball this approach together, but more likely than not, you're going to need to find one guy in this situation that can bite off a massive chunk of Jesse Edwards' production. You need to hit the portal and find one guy that can come in and do what Jesse Edwards did. And I know a lot of people have been mildly public about it. Jesse Edwards, for all intents and purposes, was not incredible. And some people are, are maybe not going to like that. But when you look down at the down and dirty of things, Jesse Edwards beat up on lesser big men, smaller big men, teams that lack a little bit of size, teams that aren't playing incredibly physical. But in those big time games where you're playing against bigs that have some size, bigs that can battle with you, bigs that can knock you back and cause you to play a more physical, more intense game, Jesse struggled. So 
even though this is an incredibly difficult replacement, there are options that can come in that can very much do what Jesse Edwards did in a similar capacity. There's two names at the forefront of the portal with regards to Syracuse in terms of conversations, in terms of planned visits, in terms of who they're in talks with. I think one guy makes a far more impactful decision in replacing Jesse Edwards and more, and the other guy works more so along the lines of a replacement in a maintaining the status quo sort of vibe, and a guy that could be similar production-wise to Jesse, but I don't think you expect the ceiling from him to bring this above what we saw from Jesse Edwards the last two seasons in games that he played. And that's Hunter Dickinson is going to be the guy that can elevate. And it's Abu Usman from North Texas that is going to be that maintainer, that sort of status quo that maybe you take a slight hit, but a guy that is going to allow you to be competitive and to be all right in terms of the center position. We'll start with Dickinson. That is the bigger news. That's what people want, right? If you look at this situation and you say Syracuse needs somebody to replace Jesse Edwards, Hunter Dickinson is the guy on anybody's list that you want to bring in, whether that's at Syracuse, whether that's at a Virginia, whether that's at a Georgetown, whether that's at a Maryland, whether that's at a list of a number of other schools. Hunter Dickinson is the top player in the transfer portal right now. He is the guy that changes a program's trajectory right now, brings you into national championship caliber levels for a lot of teams. That is how big of a catalyst he can be. 18 and change per game, almost double figure rebounds per game for the last two seasons. To not think that productivity continues or even surpasses what he's been at in this next school where he lands, wherever that may be. And some really good news for Syracuse, who does seem like an outsider looking in on this situation with Dickinson. They're a bit of a long shot, especially when you consider that you just lost Jesse Edwards because you couldn't provide him an NIL package sufficient for him to want to stay. How are you going to get a bigger name guy in Hunter Dickinson, NIL-wise, to want to come to Syracuse? You can offer him the minutes. You can offer him the facilities that you have. You can offer him the best NIL package that you can fork up as a Syracuse collective, reaching out to alum, reaching out to other people in that capacity. But if you couldn't maintain Jesse Edwards, I'm curious to see how you can create an NIL package that is enticing enough for a guy like Hunter Dickinson to say, I'm coming to Syracuse. I am going to go play in central New York. Where is that money coming from? Is it behind the scenes? We've heard, right? Don't panic. Don't panic. Weitzman's gone, but you don't need to panic. There's more people that are big donors behind the scenes, just not as public. If that is the case, prove it. Prove it with Hunter Dickinson, because getting him to central New York is tremendously important. There are people 
that I think rightfully so would argue, even if Jesse stayed, you want Hunter Dickinson here because you want to stimulate that competition. You want to have the best of the best at any position fathomable, even if it means you tick off a year five senior, a super senior coming back for year five, your grad student in Jesse Edwards. That is how big a name, how big an impact a guy like Hunter Dickinson can have on you. But you had him on a Zoom call yesterday, first reported by uh, Marty Mush over at Barstool. I will say this, I worked with Mush uh, over on the Short Porch podcast with Barstool for for a little bit. Uh, Neil Adler referred to him as a college basketball insider. I don't know if I'd give him that nod in that capacity, but he's a guy that brings people on talking to college basketball players. And in those conversations, we figured out Dickinson is, in fact, on a Zoom talk with Syracuse. Is that a visit? No. But is it a good start? Yeah. And even though you're on the outside looking in, you're struggling to get this. This would be a grind. This would be an outkicking your coverage type addition in the transfer portal for Syracuse. Having any sort of conversation goes a long way. And that is because, as we've mentioned in our initial chat with Hunter uh, about Hunter Dickinson, and as we mentioned with pretty much every transfer question mark, recruiting question mark, uh, relationship question mark, Hunter Dickinson, Brennan Strong, Syracuse's newest assistant coach, have a pretty darn good relationship, it seems, from their time at Team Takeover. It's a pretty good sign. It's an important thing. It's a nice nod because it is getting you at least into the conversation. The door is ajar, and you can try and push your way in there. You can try and nestle your way in, and I'm going to say with the big boys because that is the type of caliber that you're going to be recruiting against in this capacity. There are some more standout names, some teams that you think are going to have a better pitch in terms of getting Hunter Dickinson there. But I will say, Syracuse is alive. And if they can bring him in, boy, would would that be huge for a fan base, for uh, this team, for next year's potential? Incredibly, incredibly important. There are some big-name suitors on this list. There's the hometown team in Maryland. There's the other local team in Georgetown with some decent ties. Dickinson. There are options there. Syracuse is going to have to grind, going to have to do something tremendous. Can they do it? I don't know. We wait and see. We continue to have these conversations. We continue to chat about the portal and make our best guess, right? Unless he's coming on, which I will do what I can. of the reporters in every capacity, you're not getting Hunter Dickinson quotes at this point in time. So unless you're inside his brain, you can make predictions. You can say, this makes sense. This seems like it's right. This would be a decent fit, but we don't exactly know. Let's take a quick break. And on the other side, we will talk about what is, in all honesty, the more likely fit coming to central New York in terms of what they can do NIL-wise, in terms of where the other offers are, in terms of the caliber player, as much as that might hurt to hear, 
we'll break down Abu Usman on the other side of this break. But let's first talk about Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever. It's Built. You got to try this. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, I've got just the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy. They taste amazing. Seriously, they're so amazing. You won't think they're good for you. You got to try them. And what makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right. It's real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie. That one's my favorite. And the cookies and cream. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is they're healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com. But now you can also get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club while you can still get your specialty flavors at Built.com. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart or your nearest Sam's Club and grab some Built Bars or Puffs, and you can thank me later. All right. We've talked about Hunter Dickinson. We've talked about the predicament that Syracuse is in, given the loss of Jesse Edwards and the loss of Adam Weitzman's more public money and the impact that has had. And the realistic conversation to sort of summarize here on your Locked On Syracuse Thursday, is that if you can't maintain a guy in Jesse Edwards, find that loophole, which reportedly Syracuse found the workaround to the F1 student visa or the student visa that Jesse has in being able to find almost like your, your typical loophole is like a European tour of sorts where you're doing some stuff you know, outside of the US, getting some money in that capacity coming back during the offseason. It was reported Syracuse found that loophole and found a way to get him some cash and get him some money uh, in terms of working with their NIL folks. But it wasn't enough. Other people, reportedly, in Jesse's ear, I got more, we got more, come here, we can do better than you. Our European tour is going to be better than what Syracuse just gave you. We can find you more money. And given that being the rationale behind Jesse leaving, it wasn't an, I'm not sold on Adrian Autry. It wasn't an, I don't like Central New York. It wasn't an, my minutes aren't sufficient here. You lost Jesse Edwards because you couldn't get him enough money. That is a reality of NIL. That is a reality of this week in Syracuse basketball. And now you need to find a way NIL-wise, because as much as you know, it pains people to think, and it's unfortunate, and it has turned into a quote-unquote free agency of players where you are in a bidding war to get big-name transfers in a lot of parts, and that's not a knock on players. If you could get $200,000 playing at one school as opposed to $40,000 playing at another school, you take your two hundred dollars Those are hypothetical numbers. I'm just throwing them out in the open. Right? I get it. It's not a knock on the players, but that is, as we talked about for our everydayers, if you caught the interview yesterday or the conversation more so with Brent Axe, that is the reality of an unsupervised NIL. The NCAA is locking down, is going to start making some things. But right now, using Brent's comparison, we're on a freeway. We are on an unsupervised highway where you can go as fast as you want and there won't be a cop in sight. You're not getting pulled over. You're not going to see another car. And Syracuse is going 30 with the hazard lights on. 
That was the comparison that Brent had given. You're in an unhinged, unsupervised situation. You got to bring somebody in. And you got to find a way in this very much caution that Syracuse seems to be approaching NIL with to compete with bigger offers and bring guys in. And a fit that works forward center from North Texas. He averaged double figures last season, uh, 11 points per game, six rebounds per game. He is a post-up big man, which is not necessarily what we've seen in central New York in a decade. Right? And I, I think, I forget who threw it out there, but it's the correct answer. We haven't seen a big man in terms of play style, in terms of strength or strengths that Usman provides since Arinze, since the days of Onowaku and Rick Jackson owning the paint, two big boys down low for Syracuse. Abu Usman is a guy that, that brings back that type of play style, 6'10 guy, 230 pounds. He is a guy that is going to be your more traditional post-up big man. He's not a guy with, you know, the most range in terms of shooting. He is not a guy that you're going to be looking for to hit the, you know, a mid-range sort of bunny jumper. Not his play style. He's going to be a guy that's going to try and back you down when he can. Decent touch around the rim can finish. Hook shot. Uh, drop steps, things of that nature. You're going to get back into your more pure big man mentality. But this is a guy that I think is keen for a decent jump. And in a situation where you can expect this type of player to be able to progress into, you know, from North Texas, a more power five type vibe. And he's not going to be, you know, a player of the year or defensive player of the year type guy, but he's going to be a guy that can hold his own down low and a guy that can be a solid replacement for Jesse as you progress forward in this offseason. Good news for Syracuse. Uh, There is reportedly a visit in the works, which goes a long way, which is a big deal. Uh, and we're, we're looking, I don't know what the exact date is, uh, but Adam Zagoria did say that he is planning, uh, on taking an official visit to Syracuse, uh, in the coming week or so, which is a pretty big deal, uh, and is exciting and presents a really good opportunity for Syracuse in terms of the more reasonable, feasible option. And I am not saying by any means that I don't want Syracuse to shoot for the stars and bring in Hunter Dickinson, because that would be senile of me to to have an idea that, you know, you you only need to reach out to Uzma. Go for Dickinson. Go for Dickinson. But you need to continue conversations with Uzma because of feasibility, likelihood, reality sometimes needs to check in. And Uzma is that guy in that capacity. Where do you go, right? Who are you competing against? It's a little bit more doable. Uh, He's in talks with Seton Hall. 
Uh, he's in talks with, with Providence, Xavier, DePaul, uh, LSU. Uh, but right now, you are a team very much in the caliber of those teams. And a team that you can and should be able to compete with in the transfer portal. Because that is what you need to do. And if you are going to be successful, if you are going to break through the barrier that has been sort of set by Jim Beheim, unfortunately, over the last two seasons with some difficult results and some non-successful years in terms of record, in terms of the way the season went overall, your first losing season in a 50-year span just about, you need to break down some barriers. And if you're going to break down some barriers and burst through that wall or burst through that ceiling, these are the type of recruiting battles that you need to win. You need to win recruiting battles like these because this is the caliber of teams that you cannot afford to get outdone by and outbid by and completely overshadowed by. And there are some decent teams in that mix. I don't want to say this as a knock to those programs. But Syracuse basketball is not at a really are going to compete purely with your powerhouses in college basketball at the moment. And if you're not in that position, which I don't think anybody here is telling me that they are based on recent results, based on recency, based on facilities, based on coaching situations, based on whatever. These are the battles you need to win. You need to win against your middle-of-the-pack Power 5 teams in terms of recruiting. Get out, get them to campus, which it seems like they're going to do. Unfortunately, it's not this week with beautiful weather. It's next week where it gets a little bit colder. Rain's coming down, maybe. But you need to win this recruiting battle. If it becomes a recruiting battle, if you miss out on Dickinson over the next month, a lot of things can happen. But this is the type of situation that you need to get out and you need to win so that you can solidify what your center position looks like moving forward. Because if you don't get a big man in the transfer portal this year, and I don't want this to sound like I hate the three bigs that currently are on Syracuse's roster. Because that's not the case, okay? I have nothing against any of them. But me, using some observations of how they play, how successful they were in their minutes if we've seen them, and just the overall likelihood of things in college basketball, the three guys that you have on the roster right now are not going to cut it. And if you don't get a big in the transfer portal, it doesn't matter if Judah comes back or not. Next year could have the makings of disaster in central New York. How about that? If I'm wrong, let me know. If you think, uh, you know, you, you know something about Peter Carey, you know something about Monir Hima, you know something about William Patterson that I am missing, let me know. Uh, let me know. Be a proponent of them. Uh, in the comments here on YouTube, over on Twitter, at LO underscore Syracuse. The DMs are open. If I miss something in terms of portal guys, in terms of recruits, fire a DM off. Send the tweet over to me uh, so I can cover it.
put it in the mix. I try to sedate as I possibly can. Sometimes you just miss things, right? So, you know, if you're you're seeing something that I completely miss day after day after day, feel free to send a DM over. Just, hey, I uh, saw this about this guy. Uh, check it out or whatever that capacity is. Helps me out a ton. Uh, helps me in, in terms of making sure this content is as accurate as it can be. Uh, I'll, I'll give the shout out because this guy puts out more articles than maybe anybody. Uh, Neil Adler puts out in terms of Syracuse basketball recruiting, the number of articles he puts out is tremendous over at inside the loud house. Check that out uh, because it is phenomenal uh, in terms of frequency of content, being able to crowdsource from Twitter, from interviews, from sources that he's got uh, check him out. Cause he does phenomenal stuff. Maybe we'll bring him on. Uh, next week or when next time things uh, sort of ramp up in terms of Syracuse basketball and recruiting news does some phenomenal stuff over there. That'll do it for our Thursday episode of Locked on Syracuse. Thank you so much for listening today and making us your first listen today and every day. We're part of the Locked on Podcast Network. If you got a team that you like, MLB Sphere, uh, NFL, different college that maybe you root for on the side. Your kid goes there. You're uh, an alum from there, but you live in central New York, whatever that might be. We probably have a locked on show for that squad. So go ahead and check them out uh, and, and continue checking in here. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Owen Valentine. As always, if you're not, please subscribe. Goes a long way. Turn on the notification bell so that you get instantly notified when the videos go live. I'm Owen Valentine. Thanks for checking in. I will see you tomorrow with our Friday episode. We're going to get a bonus episode at some point in time. I messed up. I thought we were in the off season. We're not. I got some episodes to catch up. You might get a Saturday or a Sunday episode snuck in uh, in the next week or so. So keep your eyes out for that. Be kind today. Make somebody smile. Enjoy the sunshine. Get out and play some golf. I played yesterday. I was not great, but I was better than I thought I might have been in some capacities. So have some fun. Enjoy the sun. Make somebody's day. I'll catch you tomorrow. Peace.